Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Really good. Uh, this was a fun one this week. Oh, this was a lot of fun. This is a last minute ad. I'm so glad we did it, actually. Me too, because like at first we were going to, like I think we said on the last episode, we were going to do See No Evil. We were going to do Alien first, and then See No Evil. Yeah, then Alien didn't work out because I fucking went through puberty, and then... See No Evil didn't work out because it all of a sudden, like the day before we were going to do it, it's off of streaming. Yeah, it just up and left. It's like, see, you couldn't even rent it. Like, I have it, but as far as like getting you to watch, I was just going to pay you the money and say, fucking rent it. But like, even then, it was gone. Yeah, and it's so fucking weird. But then we landed on, fuck, you gave me like four options. And one of them was Predator. And I'm immediately like, <laughs> no. Like, I know, you're not going to trick me. I'm gonna pick it soon on one of my like Greg picks. You know it's coming. I'm just yeah. waiting for that right moment. Uh, and if you're gonna be like, this is what we're doing this month. I'm gonna be like, oh god, fucking damn it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Then we landed on Gremlins two, the new batch, and like we both have said off mic, and uh, well, I haven't seen this movie in probably like 15 years or something, maybe more. So it was almost like a first time watch again. Uh, that's exactly the same for me. It's been over 20 years since I've seen this movie. I saw it as a little kid, and so I was like maybe six or seven seeing this movie, because that's when a lot of people were watching this movie. And, man, it's fun. I had a really fun time watching it. It's, it's completely bonkers. It's just out there. Oh, yeah, and, like, there's... I remember, like, a couple things. Like, I remember Brainy Gremlin, and then, like, the electric one. But, like, I didn't remember really, like, I forgot about the Vegetable Gremlin. I forgot that it took place in this, like, weird, like, high-tech high-rise in, like, uh, 1990, you know? Yeah. It's also, like, I remember the spider one, because that creeps me out even back then. I very much remember that. I remember the Lady Gremlin, because I still see it yeah. everywhere. Uh, like you said, Brainiac Gremlin. I forgot Christopher Lee was in this movie. Me too. Like, as soon as he popped up, I was like, holy shit, like, this movie, like, went up, like, a notch in my book. I'm like, ooh, Christopher Lee is in a Gremlins movie. Now, when we, we've talked about a few things, like, Gremlins, like, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Ghostbusters, Goose, Goosebumps. With the exception of Goosebumps, I don't like the term kids horror for it, because it's not for kids. And I heard this term, and I think this is more appropriate, of gateway horror. Yeah, like, almost what I see, like, Ghostbusters as. Yeah, like, it's it's not kids, but kids could watch it, but it's not extreme either. It's, like, a nice gateway to get people into it. Then you can yeah. slowly add more and more and more until you're at Human Centipede. Yeah, until you get to Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, you know, it starts with Gremlins, the new batch, and then you're in a Serbian film. Then feed her! <laughs> yeah, but, so, that's kind of how i classify this from 1990 the big gap what was gremlins like 84 or something yeah which is so weird that it was like 84 or 85 so that yeah there's like a five or six year gap which is really weird like i know even like back in the 80s and like back and back in the day um it took movies a lot longer to come out and whatnot but jesus and the fact that this came out in 1990 but it feels so grounded in the 80s still yeah and like like you said, it does take longer, but that's really long. Like, even for that, like, I saw Joe Dante, like, that's what he blamed the lower performance of Gremlins 2 on, was I don't think people remembered Gremlins. Yeah, well, think about all that came out between, like, 84 and 1990. Like, all of those blockbuster movies. And now you're going to be like, oh, look at Gremlins again. And it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot they existed. Oh, yeah. Pop culture was just, like, at its peak. So, yeah, there was so much coming out, it'd be easy to forget something once it's been a few years. Yeah, like, the Tim Burton Batman had just come out, like, the year before. Yeah, exactly. That's where we were in pop culture. Jason Takes Manhattan just came out. Come on. Well, Gremlins is... No. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'll agree with that, yeah. You're right. Uh, Joe Dante uh, directed. Steven Spielberg is a producer. Guess who else is a producer? Um, 
Think I don't Star know. Wars. George Lucas? No, think bad Star Wars. Think bad Star Wars. Kathleen fucking Kennedy. For real? Yeah, she's a fucking producer on this movie. I saw that when I opened up Letterboxd. I'm like, it's a wonder that this movie doesn't suck. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy, I also gotta think, as much as I didn't like Last Jedi that much, I loved Rogue One. So she has good stuff in there. It's just not always firing. Yeah, I do not. Ever since that new trilogy they put out that was such a clusterfuck, I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah, I gotcha. You wasted our last little bit of Carrie Fisher we had on that. Yeah, and uh, that's another podcast. You can listen to me on my other show for that. <laughs> but So, 1990. Like, you know what's funny? I don't think we covered a single 90s movie last year. Like, the first year of the pod. We've hit, like, six of them already this year. Well, the 90s are weird for horror. Like, there's some really good stuff in there, but there's so much garbage. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to say it was an all-around shit year, like, decade for horror. Because there was a lot of good gems in there. Like, Army of Darkness came out in the 90s. I know we're not big on the sequels, but I love the first Scream. Like, there are still good things. It was just way fewer and further between. Yeah, and but there also, like, there was, like, Silence of the Lambs as, like, kind of horror. That was, like, amazing, you know, so. Yeah, I know what you mean. So... I didn't know if the Bugs and Daffy credits were part of the movie, or if just Warner <laughs> Brothers was putting that on everything at the time at first. Yeah, which it took me back to, like, being a kid again and watching, like, Looney Tunes. Like, because there's this whole, like, two-minute opening of, like, Bugs and Daffy, like, fighting over the Warner, Warner Brothers uh, logo. Where Daffy's like, it's my turn now! <laughs> but... Yeah, so that goes on for like a solid two or three minutes, and then we cut to Mr. Wing, the older Chinese man who's much less of a uh, stereotype in this movie than he was in the first one, but yeah. not selling his shop to this Mr. Clamp guy who wants to make more giant skyscrapers for Chinatown, I guess. Yeah, and he's like going in there, and he's like... They send, I love they send the limo there, and then they bring in a television, so, like, Mr. Clamp, is that his name? Yeah, Mr. Clamp, and, like, Clamp, the Clamp Tower, or whatever. And that's why, like, the thing outside of it looked like the world being squished by a clamp. And he's, like, clamping down on the neighborhoods. Yes. Yeah, they bring in, like, a VCR and a television, so Mr. Clamp can, like, make his, like, pitch to, uh, Mr. Wing, and they're like, oh, yeah. he's like, no, I'm not selling the company, even though you're offering me like three times as much now. I'm not giving you my store. And they're like, keep the television. And what we've been hearing, like, Gizmo doing his, like, little singing as well throughout this, which I always is, think is, like, the cutest thing. I love Gizmo. And I love Gizmo's immediately excited that he has television now. I love when you hear Gizmo go, Rambo, and get all yeah. excited. Yeah, he loves Rambo in this movie, which I love also how that kind of comes back around later. Oh, in a big way, and I love it. Yeah, but um, basically, and the, uh, Mr. Wing, like, he has a cough throughout all this because he's like smoking this like really awesome long pipe. It's like really cool looking. They uh, He denies him, and the, the corporate guys are leaving. They're like, what are we going to do now? And the one guy's like, did you hear that cough? We just got to wait him out. Which is about, like, ten seconds to where then it's like, for some reason this is on the news that Mr. Wing died. And it's the last business for Mr. Clamp to, like, grab up to make his new uh, Chinatown, like, skyscraper thing. I think that's why I was on the news. It was probably, like, all the other shops have been sold to this Mr. Clamp. And there was one holding off, like, construction and everything. That's probably why it made news. So Clamp gets the building... But they just leave all of the shit in the store. Like, they don't go in and be like, well, let's see what's in here. The way he's presented, he's almost like Jeffrey Bezos rich. Like, you know, whatever he could get for selling whatever's in there is, like, nothing to this guy, I'm imagining. CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos, yeah. That, that was my number one song on Spotify rap. It sounds like such a cool song about a shitty dude because I'm always singing it too. Oh, and it's like 30 seconds long, so there's I know why because I would just constantly like just replay it over and over again. 
like you said, he's dead. They just start knocking the building down, and poor Gizmo's still inside of it. And we have this awesome, like, not point of view shot, like, I guess opposite shot. Like, the camera's right in front of Gizmo, like, running just a few feet in front of him as he's running away from the mayhem. Oh, and another, like... One of the points that this movie does better than the original Gremlins is you get a lot of, like, Gizmo running by himself that they couldn't do in the first one. Oh, yeah. Dude, the puppeteering and monster work and everything in this movie is insane. Like, it's legit off the charts how well it's done. Like, everything is, like, it's perfect. Oh, Rick Baker did it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That makes sense. He did the uh, Star Wars and Empire. He did the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. It, that makes total sense. Then. American Werewolf in London? Damn. I think American Werewolf in London was right before this was his last movie I read. Okay. That's all going on. And some guy sees Gizmo and picks him up. And that's the end of Gizmo for now. Well, yeah, I love how he's like, you never know what you're going to find in an alleyway. Or he makes some kind of like remark like that. Yeah. And then... We cut to Billy and Kate. Yay, they're still together after the first movie. Yeah, which I forgot about Phoebe Cates in this, and I immediately just go to Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I'm like, oh, Phoebe Cates. I think everyone's mind goes right to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Bounch, 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 <laughs> I want to picture how nice it is that her character's name is Kate, and she's Phoebe Cates. It makes it very easy for my head to remember the character's name. Yeah, exactly. But they're still together, yay. And they both work at Clamp. Billy is like, what's this called? It's beyond my pay grade. He draws out, like, concepts for buildings and stuff. Yeah, basically, yeah. The, well, yeah, that, that's exactly what. He's like a conceptor or whatever. Yeah, not like the blueprints or anything, but, like, he draws, like, concept art. This is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Billy's boss, I mean, Mr. Clamp is everyone's, like, top boss. He's the big guy. But Billy's other boss is, like, this evil type who wants to fire people all the time. And then his other boss under that, like, I guess his direct supervisor, is Marla, who's just kind of hitting on him the whole time. Yeah, which uh, Marla is supposed to come across as, like, a very shallow person who has, like, there she'll step on a million people to, like, get ahead, like, by a foot. But she has pale skin and red hair, so I'm just immediately like, I can't hate you. I don't know. I kind of love the Marla character too. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm I'm with you on this because I just liked she was comic relief and not over the top. Like when they're going over the plan later, he's telling everyone what to do. And Marla just keeps smoking. I don't know. She was one of my favorites in here. Oh yeah, the, which is another weird like little thing of like oh yeah, this is like back when you could just smoke in an office building. Oh yeah, it's wild, but. Um, this building, let's talk about this clamp building for a minute, because <laughs> it would take a while if we just introduced things as it went along. Right. So it's this state-of-the-art building, like, everything is state-of-the-art. Like, you talk to the elevators about what floor you want to go to. I did like the little Easter egg about the smokeless ashtray has now been adopted into this building. So, like, the inventor dad from the first movie, I guess, finally hit it on the smokeless ashtray. Good for him. Yeah, he finally came up with something like that. Well, also, like, I love, well, it lends to, like, the dad was, like, a bumbling, like, inventor that, like, nothing really ever worked right. And nothing in this building works quite right. I don't think anyone goes through those revolving doors, like, One guy does, and it spins him around a bunch and spits him out, and then no one else does the rest of the movie. Yeah, because doesn't he, like, push Phoebe Cates, like, aside? And then, like, he gets in the in the um, revolving door. And then, yeah, it just, like, Looney Tunes him around. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talk to the elevators. There's a random, like, full TV studio in here. There's a genetics laboratory. There's, there's everything. There's a toy store. I don't know what this building is or why it exists, but it's there. And this entire time, like, I'm set, like, I'm thinking that... Mr. Clamp is going to be, like, Biff from, like, Back to the Future, like, 2, like, the future Biff, where he's, like, super evil, and he has the giant tower, and his face is on everything, but yeah. Mr. Clamp kind of turns out to be, like, kind of funny, and actually, like, a nice guy. He grows on you a bit, because, like, the beginning, we just get his weird TV introduction, and then we don't see him for a while, but we see what his business is like, so you're expecting to hate him. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're thinking when, like, a Jeffrey Bezos type, like you said before, of just like, oh, everyone just immediately hates him because, like, 
he's like so rich and he just like wallows in it. But this guy actually like kind of like saves the day ish. Kind of, but yeah, he helps. He and he's not like the get out of my building type boss or anything like that. They and they could have been very lazy and gone that way. Yeah, which I really enjoy that they didn't. And they kind of made like, oh, yeah, this guy's a billionaire or like millionaire for the time. But you're still like, okay, he's still like a person. Yeah, it's not as evil as you think. Gizmo is in the aforementioned genetics part of this building, which, okay, whatever. But that's what they have him. And I feel bad for the little guy. And But also the guy who's running the genetics part is none other than Christopher Lee. Which, holy shit, when I saw Christopher Lee pop up on screen, I had to do, like, a triple take of, is that Christopher Lee, like, or is it just someone that looks a lot like him? And then he spoke, and I'm like, that's fucking Dracula, man. Yeah, it, it was awesome, wasn't it? Like, what a nice surprise. It immediately, like, I it already had my attention, but this movie grabbed my attention even more when I'm like, oh shit, they got Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. The two twins who work for Christopher Lee show him Gizmo and play music and Gizmo does his little dance and Christopher Lee seems amused. I love those twins. And yeah, exactly. They're like, oh yeah, watch what he does now. And they, yeah, they put on like some kind of song and Gizmo starts dancing. And then I love he like tries to run away real quick, but Christopher Lee grabs him. <laughs> yeah. He also is another character where I you hate him at the beginning most of the people you think you're going to hate, you don't really hate by the end of it. No, a lot of them are like, because even Christopher Lee at the end is like, we shouldn't be doing this to animals anymore. Like, this is bad. Yeah, like, there doesn't really have an evil human element too much to it. Which, honestly, it doesn't need because there are so many evil gremlins running around at a certain point. Oh, yeah, it's a creature feature. You don't need it. But that all goes on, and there's a delivery man up there. He hears Gizmo singing the song. Then when he's delivering stuff down on Billy's floor, he's whistling the Gizmo song. I can't whistle or else I'd do it. But he's like, where did you hear that song? Yeah. And Why did you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, something was singing it upstairs. He tells him the floor. And Billy's like going up right away. Oh, yeah. He's immediate. And I love how he gets into the um, like laboratory. He just has a toolbox. And he's like, I'm here to fix the copier. And the receptionist is just kind of like, Okay, because she's sick. <laughs> Do you ever see those videos of, like, people that realize, like, you can get in anywhere for free if you carry a ladder? Oh, yeah, where, like, they get into, like, movie theaters, they get into, like, amusement parks. Yeah, so I guess he has the right idea. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, just have that with you, and then the, no one's gonna really want to ask you a question. No one really cares. <laughs> he gets Gizmo pretty uneventfully, like, he's able to get him... And then he sets two monkeys free right at the end to cause enough distraction so he doesn't get caught. Yeah, which he did not need to cause a distraction. No one saw him. I think the distraction was so that they didn't see Gizmo was missing as quick. Gives him, oh, like, yeah. a little more time to get away. At least that's my thought process on it. Or maybe, like, one of the monkeys let Gizmo out. No, maybe. I just thought it was, here, this will keep them tied up a little longer before they notice this thing's missing. Yeah. Then... Back downstairs, tucks Gizmo away in his filing cabin, like, just wait here for a while. And then Mr. Clamp makes a surprise visit to Billy's floor. Oh, yeah, and I love where, like, he has, like, the biggest, fakest smile on for the entire time. It's almost like an animal house. It's like a, Rush Chairman, damn glad to meet you. And they do that for every single person. Yeah. He's also doing the, I'm gonna be more involved here. I'm glad you guys are doing good job, good work. Sorry I'm not around, but that's going to change. I've worked a million places where bosses have come through and said this shit. Oh, and every time, so have I. And every single time, I'm like, please don't. Yeah, no, that's that won't be necessary. God, I remember when I was working at, I won't say the name, but it rhymes with Myth Mansmort. And the big, like, head of the company, the guy that owns it, like, was going coming through the building. And I'm just sitting there, like watching like shutter on my phone i don't have anything i'm not doing anything and then luckily yeah. katie was a smoker so she comes up and she's like the fucking head of the company is coming look busy so i'm like fuck so i like pull up something on my computer like four different things i get like a bunch of papers out and i'd like it's like the george costanza thing of if you act annoyed people think you're busy so I was just like rubbing my head and I'm like typing away. Then I'm like, ah, what do I do here? 
and then he comes he comes walking by and i'm acting like i'm so busy i'm like oh hey how's it going oh man all these papers (laughs) (laughs) this blank paper i'm shuffling about yeah just drawing circles on it (laughs) (laughs) but he he meets billy and sees his drawing like for his concept and he loves it except for the things that marla told him to change earlier it's like ah let's get rid of that so billy's got an in with the head honcho now so that's good and I love that, like, because Gizmo's in, like, his desk drawer. And so the desk drawer, like, pops open. And Mr. Clamp's like, what's that? And he's like, uh, Billy's like, uh, it just opens every once in a while in case you need something. And Mr. Clamp's like, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Also, did we mention Kate also works here? But she, like, does, like, the tour guides, like, for people that come in to visit the building and stuff, like, for tourists and stuff. Yeah, and I love the hat she has to wear that it's, like, has a replica on of the building for a hat. Yeah. <laughs> his boss, his direct supervisor, Marla, now is really impressed because the head honcho likes him. And she's like, well, let's go out to eat tonight for business. Oh, I can't tonight because he's got gizmo. She pressures him in and he keeps shutting the door. She goes, what's in there? What's in there? And basically to get her to stop asking what's in there, like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll go out tonight. Of course. And so that's where we get that. So Katie is going to go pick up gizmo later tonight. He tells her she has a meeting at work. He has a meeting with some work people. Yeah, which later on when he's at, like, the dinner with his, like, supervisor and she, like, kisses, like, the corner of his mouth, I'm, I immediately was like, oh, I hope he wipes that off. Who wouldn't look in a mirror by the, when you know you got kissed by the time you get home? And she has lipstick on. I want to jump to that restaurant. Okay, because nothing too new. Like we said, Katie's going to get Gizmo later. So this restaurant, Brett... This Canadian-themed restaurant where where the waitstaff are dressed as Mounties and they bring a chocolate mousse around that they can cut a piece off and give you and they serve Molson. I won't lie, I want to go to this restaurant so bad even though I know it's fake. Oh, me too. I want a piece of antler and a Molson. I won't lie, this would be like a hit. I would love it. Oh, fuck yeah. And, like, I would get that, and then I'd just get a giant thing of poutine and just be like, oh, I'm gonna, like, I know I'm gonna get the shits later, but this is gonna be so good right now. <laughs> Some very Gila Point going on there. Yeah, yes, I can't do the uh, poutine poutine weenies anymore. <laughs> that night, before Katie goes to get Gizmo, Gizmo is, like, looking around the office and everything. Of course, he doesn't stay in his drawer, and some janitor comes around to fix the uh, water drinking fountain. And he pushes the button, and the water keeps shooting up way high in the air and almost hitting Gizmo. And Gizmo's like a good Mogwai. He never wants to get hit with water no. or anything. So he keeps trying to dodge it, and eventually a bunch lands on him. Yeah, which immediately when, like, the water fountain repairman is around Gizmo, I'm like, uh-oh, I wonder what's gonna happen! I also, am I correct? Is this how I'm supposed to classify these? Gizmo is not a gremlin. He's a Mogwai, and when they're all evil and scaly, that's a gremlin? That's what I take it as. Okay. It gets confusing, and I know I'm talking about the species of fictional characters, but I have to be proper here. This is our job, Greg. We have to be professional. I mean, I guess this is the one time where we should know this shit. Yeah. But so, yeah, he gets on Gizmo and little pus balls. Not as gross as the first time, I'll say that. No, and I always feel so bad for Gizmo when this happens, because, like, the um, evil, like, gremlins, it seems like they love it when it happens. They're laughing, they're, like, almost, like, making, like, sex noises kind of thing, and Gizmo's, like, just crying, and it's like, I don't want this to happen again. No, Gizmo wants to be a good Mogwai, he knows that Billy doesn't like when little pus balls shoot off of him. Yeah, and it it wasn't a, a young Corey Feldman this time. No, it was not. He, I'm surprised he didn't show back up for this movie. Oh, that would have been so cool. Even for like some kind of weird cameo, like almost like Hulk Hogan's cameo. Oh, I we I have thoughts. We're gonna get there. <laughs> but the new Mogwais are already mean, even though they're not gremlins yet. And they shove Gizmo into the vent and screw it back in right when Katie shows up to take Gizmo, and so she takes the wrong one home. Uh, I really enjoy this group of like gremlins. Where, like, they're not all just, like, evil. Where, like, before, they all seem almost like the same thing, just there's a lot of them. These ones have, all have different personalities. There's, like, a goofy gremlin that, like, his eyes go crazy and he won't stop laughing. It's almost like there's grumpy. It's like the seven dwarves, almost. 
Yeah, they get and they give them their own looks too. It's not just before it was basically Gizmo, Stripe, and the rest. Right. This time there's a lot of different ones, and they basically have Stripe again, but this one's uh, Mohawk, I believe. Yeah, and I I love um, Bucktooth Gremlin as well, where his ears won't stand up. Yeah, but the wacky eye one is the one that ends up getting taken home, and pretty much right then, like when they get him home, Billy's not there yet because he's at the Canada restaurant we talked about, and this little Mogwai is being terrible for Katie. It breaks the blender. She's like, we don't really have money for new things. It's throwing food at her, just being a little hellion. Yeah, which I forget in the first Gremlins. Did Kate see uh, Gizmo? Oh, yeah, a lot. So you have to imagine she's going to be like, okay, you look like a Mogwai, but you do not look like Gizmo. Yeah, you'd think, but that's what I was wondering, too. I can overlook it, but... At home, Billy gets there, and he, he realizes this is not Gizmo, and right then, Kentucky Harvester guy, Murray, shows up. I can't believe of all the people from the first movie, you'd think it'd be Billy's parents. No, they has a weird neighbor who complained about, like, cars not starting and drove a tractor around town to drink. Oh, when I saw Dick Miller show back up, I was just like, oh, thank you. Like, this is so awesome. I love Dick Miller. Anytime he pops up, I'm just like, oh, this is like a little win for this movie. And I love how much of him is in this movie. Oh, he's a main character this time. But they, I guess we're just coming to visit. And they're like, oh, they're fumigating the building tonight. You got to get a hotel. And they're very gracious about it. They're not angry or rude. They're like, okay, no problem. We'll be in tomorrow because they showed up early. Well, I also love that he has, like, he still has, like, PTSD for gremlins. Because he kind of hears, like, the goofy gremlin laugh. And he's like, what's that? And his wife's like, it's okay, honey. I heard it, too. And he's like, why is that okay? <laughs> yeah, why is that supposed to make me feel better that you hear it, too? That means they're real. The gremlins are coming. <laughs> um, they decide they had to take back, back not Gizmo and get real Gizmo. And at this time, the new ones are already terrorizing the food court, and I'm imagining it's after midnight. Yeah, or they're just, like, um, getting ready for midnight kind of thing, maybe even, too. I love yeah. the one that's, like, under the soft-serve ice cream machine, and his belly is just, like, it's like getting gianter and gianter. It's, like, um, in Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, they go back for Gizmo, and security tries to stop them. Fake Gizmo jumps out and bites the security guard's nose. And then we cut to next morning, and here's something that I really like about this movie. There's so much random little shit that's hilarious, has nothing to do with anything. Because the next morning, Katie is bailing, like, bails Billy out of jail. And at jail, you see a paddy wagon full of mimes being <laughs> emptied yeah. out. Yeah, I love that, where it's just so random. Yeah, but it's fun. Like, it's a really fun background search movie. I also, we haven't mentioned yet the horror host. Oh, Grandpa Fred. Yeah, which I love him, and I love how we, like, we get his, like, little backstory of, like, I didn't want to be a horror host, I wanted to be a newsman, but this is kind of where I'm at, and, like, I've kind of accepted it kind of right now, to, like, later in the movie, he's still in his, like, horror host getup, but he's, like, doing the news, like, what's going on in the building, he's, like, interviewing the brain gremlin later. I like at first, though, when he first starts, like, reporting, he's still doing it in the Dracula voice at first, which is just hilarious. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know what else to do. It'd be like me still doing, like, being a reporter. I'm like, this is Brett from Dimension Z here to report on the Gremlins. <laughs> the next morning, they go back, like, it's already midnight, they probably already have cocoons made, and they do. And the mean Gremlins get Gizmo at this point, and... They're very chill about Billy getting arrested at his work building and coming back the next day. I don't even think he's fired. No, it doesn't seem like it. I'm like, what? Like, you know what? They're talking about all oh, this company's terrible to work for. I don't know. If I got arrested at my job for breaking into parts of my job I'm not allowed to be in, I wouldn't even assume I need told that I'm fired. Yeah, I would just like, oh, I took an axe to like a restricted area. Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to come back. What What could you do to get fired here? Well, earlier in the movie, some guy was, like, trying to take a quick smoke break, like, off of, like, a break time. And they, like, tracked him down and fired him, like, over the intercom. 
Maybe it's because Mr. Clamp took a liking to Billy the day before. Maybe. That's the only explanation. Or Billy's the main character. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we'd have to have him in this building. He's explaining to his asshole boss, the one in between Marla and the head honcho, about the gremlins. And I love this scene because it's these people are the audience of gremlins. Because it's him and all the people at this control room, and they're asking all the questions that we have asked. Like, let's say one of these things eats at 11 p.m., and then they have a piece of food stuck in their teeth, and then midnight rolls around, and then they eat that piece of food. You didn't feed them after midnight? They're asking all these questions, like, this is the audience. This is perfect. Or, like, isn't it always after midnight? Or, like, what if they're on a plane and they go through a time zone? Yeah, it's literally all the questions that we would be coming up with, so I was very happy they put that in there. And I love, like, right when they're, like, about to answer, like, the gremlins pop out and ruin everything. Oh, yeah, jumps out of the control board and attacks a dude. Oh, by the way, I should say this. I'll just tell you this for Count of the Dead. Out of all the madness and chaos, there is only one thing I felt confident in counting as a death. I'm not saying there's only one death, but out of all the random chaos... It was a guy getting thrown off because we hear the whole Wilhelm scream and everything. Yes. I'm like, that guy's dead. Anything else would have to be something else, not just random chaos. So to help you out. Okay. Yeah, which I love that Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah, I do like any time that shows up. I should hate it, but I love it. <laughs> and then we get this whole like microwave cooking show that's all about like making lunch meat and squeezy cheese and stuff like this. And I want this cooking show because this is what I would be doing. But they interrupt this. Um, sprinklers kick on and we have even more new gremlins popping up yeah because now it's like oh the as soon as the sprinklers kicked on i'm like oh god fucking damn it how much water is in this place (laughs) oh a lot because next we're up at mr clamp's office he's talking to a secretary and then he's in his office the secretary goes to reach for a bite of her sandwich she has sitting there and one of the gremlins takes off the top button Puts a mousetrap there and puts the top one back on. And you guys hear the snap and the scream. Yeah, I love that the gremlins are just a lot about chaos and, like, uh, playing pranks. They like, they don't just want to cause mayhem. They want to have fun causing the mayhem. I also want to mention, it's a tiny thing, but, um, whenever they, like, are in Mr. Clamp's office, like, the first time, they're so high up, like, in the air, like, this building is so tall. You hear an airplane go by and the windows rattle. Yeah, and then later, if you look out his windows, you notice it's just clouds. You can't see anything else. Which, I do not want to be on that floor. I am not being on the hundredth floor of this building, you know? I I think it'd feel pretty cool. Oh, I would be terrified. I hate heights. Oh, I was going to send you a snap. I was up on a scissor lift the other day, and I was way high in the air. I was going to send you a snap of me going way up into the sky, because I know that stuff bothers you. Oh, God, my palms would immediately start sweating. (laughs) That happens, she screams, Mr. Clamp goes out, and there's another, the gremlin's just acting like the secretary, there's a big fight ensued, which ends with Mr. Clamp putting a gremlin through a paper shredder, he just turns to green goop. Oh yeah, and I love how he's just like, he kind of rolls with the punches with it, of just like, okay Billy, like, explain what this is. Did you think he was gonna get sucked into that shredder though with his tie for a minute? Yeah, where, like, they, he kept, like, uh, the tie went in at first, and I'm like, oh, I thought that was going to be a death. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't. But, yeah, so Billy comes in, kind of explains all the rules to him and all that stuff. Next, we cut to Kate in the elevator, and the gremlins have obviously taken out. They love electronics or machines and everything, so the elevator's compromised and ends up crashing, and she miraculously survives. Yeah, which I love there's all, like, the gremlins are, like, on the outside of the elevator, and they all get crushed when it falls, and there's just all this green goop just, like, inside the elevator with her. But, yeah, like you said, Kate's fine. <laughs> yeah, this building, I I can't get over this building, because not only is there a, a film studio in there, there's multiple ones, because next we have, like, a movie review show called Movie Police. They're reviewing Gremlins, the first movie, this is self-referential on, like, trying to think of how to describe, like, a Deadpool level, I guess, would be the most way to describe yeah. Or You still have your real plot and everything, but, man, there's a ton of it. And a lot of times I hate that kind of stuff, the meta kind of shit, unless it's done quite, like, a, the right way. And I like how they do it in this movie, because this movie is also just so tongue-in-cheek. 
and you can't take it seriously at all. I don't think this movie gets enough credit for how meta it went before that was the big thing, too. Oh, yeah, like, this is one of the first ones. Yeah, like, because everyone always goes Scream as, like, the, you know, the big one for it. This was way before that. Right, or you could even go, like, New Nightmare, but I think that was, like, 96. Yeah, this still, like, predates a bunch of all that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't the first. Come on. That's ne it's never the first. It's still way before everyone started talking about that kind of stuff. No, Throbbing with Horror is putting the stamp on. This is the very first meta movie of all time. Okay. Don't come out of it. I can, <laughs> I can live with this decision. This at wrong decision. Greg Ames, um, if you have any complaints. But I like the the movie police reviews talking about how much he hated Gremlins, and the Gremlins start attacking him, and he changes his rating at the end as it goes off the air. He's like, no, no, it's a 10! It's a 10! Yeah, I do love that. And um, if I remember I that there was a movie review person in this movie, and I was like, I forgot if it was Siskel and Ebert or who it was, and I was almost hoping it was them, and then they got killed by Gremlins. But it's um Leonard Malton. Oh, okay. That would have been an interesting moment for us if Cisco or Ebert were in one of our movies we talked about. Oh, and then they like got killed by gremlins in an awesome way, and then we talk about it for the next half an hour, just that one like 30-second scene. Yeah. The Gremlins uh, 2 episodes, two and a half hours long. Just, but only talking about one scene. Just like, oh, fuck them. Just rewind it again. I want to see it again. <laughs> Next, we get the gremlins are back in the genetics room, and they eat the special vegetables, and we get the veggie gremlins, and one drinks what Christopher Lee refers to as brain hormone. I don't think there is a thing called brain hormone. No, but for movie to do, brain hormone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll take it. And then he becomes brain gremlin, and I love, like, he falls behind, like, a counter, and, like, you hear him, like, rah, 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 like, little flashes of shadows and stuff, and he comes back up with glasses on. Oh, and I love, like, he kind of becomes our main gremlin, like, from here on out, because a lot of this movie from here on out is just gremlins causing mischief, and you need at least one of them to kind of follow along and, like, hear speak. It can't be half an hour straight of, you know. I mean, it could have, but I, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and he becomes brain gremlin, and he's great. He also sees bat gremlin being made because he drinks out of the vial with a bat on it, and he gives him a sunblock injection that means light won't kill him. Thank God they wasted it all on bat gremlin, or they'd all be screwed. Oh yeah, or like, why didn't they? Yeah, they're like, oh wait a minute, like sunblock in a shot and it makes you like you're not going to be like harmed by the sun anymore yeah everyone line up we're going all going to take this shot <laughs> it's like it's like the vaccine like everyone's lining up for it getting their first dose and second dose but it's just all gremlins being like <laughs> i do like bat gremlin i think it's awesome looking and he flies away and that's pretty oh. much that and I love his kind of, like, um, his little thing of, like, Dick Miller, like, throws him, like, into concrete and then covers him in concrete. And he flies up onto a building and, like, hardens and becomes, like, a gargoyle. I, I did think that was awesome. Because I thought they were just going to kill him in the concrete. But then when he got up and flew away and landed on the building, like, oh, that's a nice touch. Um, Do we get Electric Gremlin here, too? No, not quite yet. Okay. Or did we already get Electric Gremlin? I forget, because uh, they all, like, a bunch of them change while taking, like, different serums and stuff. Oh, no, we didn't yet, because I remember when we get that. Okay. And then we get the gremlins at the stock exchange part of the building, which I don't know why I think is hilarious. Oh, yeah, where, well, it's just the them, like, it's like, buy, 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 sell, 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 but it's in gremlin speak. Yeah, the only one is brain gremlins down there. It's like, we recommend buying in pet food and shotgun ammunition. Yeah. Which I love his one-liners. Oh, he's great. Let me look up. Let me see who did Brain Gremlin. Tony Randall. That name sounds familiar. I think he's, yeah, he's like a classic movie guy. I do like the fire alarm, too, because it's just a happy fire alarm. It's like, the building is on fire. You should probably get out for human survival. Things like that. Yeah, and I also love it goes into, like, fire, earth, water, air, one of the many four elements. And right now, this building is being affected by one of them. That is fire. Like, 
Also, we get Flasher Gremlin here. It's only for a second, but it's hilarious. Oh, and that's a Gremlin, like, whenever I'm, like, at Comic-Cons and stuff, and I think even, like, uh, FYE sold it for a while. Of, like, that's a main one of, like, you can buy those, like, life-size Gremlins for, like, $300. You see Flasher Gremlin all the time. Yeah, he's everywhere. I just saw, I think I just saw one in Walmart, like, in their NECA section and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> Billy's arguing with Christopher Lee, but they seem to look like they're about to get along, but then you can't really tell because it gets all slow and weird, <laughs> and the gremlins break the movie. Which, I love that so much. Of like, I was thinking, like, imagine being there, like, opening night, so you don't have, like, any way of knowing this is gonna happen. And there, for a split second, you're like, oh, god damn it, the movie broke. And then you see the shadows of the gremlins, and they start doing hand puppets and, like, laughing and stuff. And then they put on, like, a porno. They put on naked volleyball. Yeah, which is so funny. And then I love to, like, the mother goes running <laughs> they chant, out. nudie, nudie. Yeah. <laughs> the mother goes running out um, with her son and is like, this movie is horrible. And uh, the usher is like, we only show the movies. We don't make them. And then the uh, projectionist comes down and is like, I quit. All they want to do is watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And it's like, that's a great callback for the first one. That's my favorite scene from the first movie. Oh my god, the movie theater where they sing uh, Hi-Ho. And then, uh, you're the wrestling guy, so I'll pass it to you. Oh, let me tell you about it, brother! The, the usher comes down, I was like, okay, we're gonna take care of this. And they go down and get Hulk Hogan for no reason. And they tap like, Mr. Hogan, there are gremlins in the theater. And he stands up cuts a promo to the camera like he's talking to the gremlins, does the classic shirt tear and everything, and they, they put the movie back on. Like, you better put on Gremlins 2 for all the people who want to watch. It's just great. I don't know why the hell it's in here, but I fucking love it. Oh yeah, it's so random and weird, but it's also just so funny. Like, I love to imagine Hulk Hogan is just that character, so he runs around in that getup at all times. I mean, Hulk Hogan definitely lives that character. There's almost no difference. And did he not have the big boa at this point? The big, like, feathery thing? Uh, let me see. This came out in 1990. He dropped the boa when he first went to WCW, I believe. Then NWO happened. NWO ended and he got the boa back. So somewhere around there. I'm not sure. Yeah, and this is before, like, emo Hollywood Hogan. Just before. Hollywood Hulk Hogan's when he joined the NWO. So it's okay. right before. See, I know a few little things. I know. I never said you completely knew nothing about wrestling. It's just 90% McFoley. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the Gremlins 2 comes back on, and we just get more Gremlin chaos montages, mainly in the genetics room. And this is the first instance of the Gremlins theme in the movie, which made me really happy. I was a little bummed thinking we weren't going to hear it at all. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a classic way. It's like if Bruce Campbell hadn't said groovy at the end of uh, the first Ash vs. Evil Dead show. Yeah, I would have been really bummed out. But And we get our first look at Lady Gremlin. She drinks like that special potion. And then like all the gremlins who are like, I've never thought of being like sexual whatsoever because like they reproduce just by getting water on them. And they're all like, oh, la, la. It's like in that cartoonish way, but yes. Um, and then Electricity Gremlin, this is where we're introduced to him, because it kills Christopher Lee. Yeah, sadly, we get to... Christopher Lee dies in this movie, but it's just, like I said before, so amazing that he was in this. And it like definitely went up like a notch for me. Honestly, Christopher Lee dies in most movies I see him in. Oh yeah, where which uh what in uh Revenge of the Sith he dies, which that's another one. I can't believe he was in Star Wars. Oh, he's great in it. Uh, he dies in Lord of the Rings, been staked through the heart, he dies here. Oh, I think one of my favorite ones is it's a one of his Dracula's. I believe it was Dracula AD nineteen seventy two. Where um at the very beginning it's like him and Van Helsing are having like a car chase but with like horse and buggies. And, like, they crash, and somehow, like, the wheel breaks, and Dracula is impaled on the spoke of the wheel. Oh, no shit, I never saw that, I don't think. Yeah, Dracula AD 1972 is really fun. A hammer oh, movie. We'll have to do that on here sometime. I want to see that. Oh, fuck yeah, I love it. 
I almost honestly forgot about Gizmo for a while because he's not in this one nearly as much. No, he's been missing for like, I want to say like half an hour, but probably at least like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, we saw him here and there. We saw him tied to the toy train tracks and they ran a train into him. But here we see him finally get free from that. And then after this, because I'm not going to cut to it every time they do, we see occasional training montages of Gizmo. Yeah, where he's like, in this movie, he just loves Rambo so much. To the point of, like, later, he has, like, a tiny little headband. I, I do love it. Um, Grandpa Fred goes live on the air so people outside can see what's going on in here. And that's pretty much it. He's doing it in his Dracula costume. He found the one guy who's obsessed with taking pictures who's a tourist to be his cameraman. I love, like, I think, is it Mr. Clamp or someone, like, higher up sees him doing this? And they're like, why is the horror host on our network right now? <laughs> it is Mr. Clamp, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, let's just keep it quiet. And he turns on the TV and sees that. Yeah, it's basically, well, it's like Grandpa Munster is, like, who this is supposed to be based off of. Yeah. Because he had, like, sure. a horror host show there for a little while as well. Which is, he was still alive at this point. It's too bad they couldn't get him. Yeah, I I honestly for a minute thought it was him. Oh yeah, so did I. I had to do a double take and then look up and I was like, no, it's not him. Then we get the gremlin drinking the liquid vial with a spider on it while Slayer plays in the background. And that was just an awesome shot. Oh, was there Slayer playing? Yeah, Angel of Death is playing in the background while he's drinking the spider liquid. That's awesome. And like, um, the spider gremlin is so fucking creepy. Oh, I used that. I think I had nightmares about that as a kid. It creeped me out. Yeah, because I, like, hate bugs so much. And, like, just when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, God. Like, no. Like, this is going <laughs> to be the new pus gremlin for me in this movie. Oh, this is the bad one. Billy's back up in Mr. Clamp's office, and they trap the electric gremlin in the phone and put him on call waiting, so he's just trapped there. Yeah, they put him on hold. So, like, he's just sitting in there screaming, and he's just, like, trapped in a prison. Yeah. We haven't had a horror movie with a plan in a while, so we haven't raided any plans. So we get one here. Their plan is to trick the gremlins as night by setting the clocks forward and then putting giant, like, almost circus tent-like banners around the building to make them think it's dark out. What do you rate the plan? You think this is good? With, like, cartoonish moons and stars and stuff. It's really funny. But honestly, I do think it is a good idea. Because the gremlins are just going to look at the clock and be like, oh, I guess three hours have passed while we're, like, just partying and whatnot in this, like, downstairs area. Okay, great. Oh, look, it looks like nighttime. They don't pay that close of attention. Because, like, there's so many times where, like, a gremlin will just randomly accidentally kill himself. It's weird because... The gremlins are so smart that, no joke, if they had a little more time, they're always, like, extinct within a day when they come to Earth, apparently. But, like, if they had a little more time, they would be the dominant species on our planet. They learn extreme skills, pop culture references, and everything in the matter of seconds. Oh, yeah, they know how to, like, work ice cream machines. They know how to, like, they love booze. They're drinking all the time. Yeah, they they know what's up. But, so yeah, I think it's a solid plan, and it reminded me of Cue the Winged Serpent, how Michael Moriarty wanted to drop a circus tent over the Chrysler building. I'm like, that's kind of what they're doing here. Yeah, he's like, I told you, you gotta drop the net before you get the big bird. No one listens to me. Marlo then walks into a spider web, and we haven't seen Spider Gremlin yet, but you know what's up here. Yeah, which I was just like, oh. and But then I was like, what is the Spider Gremlin gonna do with her? Because they don't, like, eat really like they eat but they don't like i don't think he's gonna they don't eat people i don't know because the one almost bit christopher lee's hand off in the room before he died oh they're all they're very bitey and whatnot yeah but i don't know like maybe it did just genetically do it where like it's gonna be um giant spider from like spookies of like it's gonna suck them dry yeah, it might be something like that. Mr. Clamp's outside at this point now when they're doing this. He takes the secret elevator out, and Murray sees the elevator, and so he takes it into the building. Well, I love Mr. Clamp. He's just, like, so excited to use his, like, emergency exit, which reminds me of, um like, the emergency exit from, like, Men in Black 1 or 2, where it's just, like, a tube would just randomly pop out of the street. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what it was, though. Yeah, which, it's really fun, but yeah, I also love, like you said, like, Dick Miller sees a way in the building, and, like, just, like, 
runs up to it and gets inside of it. Yeah. I mean, it works. I love this because it's Fred interviewing, still in his Dracula makeup, mind you, Brain Gremlin. Yeah, in like a David Letterman type, like, like late night talk show interview. Yeah. I mean, we don't get much from it, but it's just funny to see this scene play out. Well, because he's interviewing him like he's like a real, like, like he's a person of like, oh, well, what's your, uh, what's your end game and stuff like this? He's like, I forget exactly what they're talking about, but Brain Gremlin's like, oh, yes, it's going to be world domination. You know, like, yeah, first he just wants the comforts of modern life. And yes, which if they want to, like, conquer the world, I don't know what their main thing is, but they love all this people stuff. So they're going to have to, like, keep some people like around to like keep the beer factories and like the sweets coming because that's what they love. Yeah, or have make new gremlins. Just get wet. Or yeah, so like they now they we have like gremlins who brew beer and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. start integrating into society. Instead of old German, it's old gremlin. Yeah, exactly. See, I like that actually. Billy was knocked out earlier. You just see a shadow of him getting wonked on the head with a hammer, but he wakes up in a dentist chair, and our wonky-eyed gremlin, whose eyes are rolling around like crazy and laughing, is in front of him with a drill going about to take take his teeth out, and he's saved by Murray. Yay, Dick Miller. Yeah, which every time like, that the silly, like, gremlin is on screen, because he will not stop moving and laughing. Like, he almost gives you an anxiety attack of, like, just stop it. It's like a two-year-old kid in a restaurant that won't stop, like, screaming. You're just like, I'm going to have an aneurysm. Oh, yeah. I think the eyes on that one are awesome, how they got that to go. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah, how they're just, they never stop moving, and they're moving in different directions. Yeah. Katie comes across Marla stuck in the web and starts freeing her. Uh, but then here comes Spider Gremlin, and they're like, well, oh, shit, because there's only more web behind him and Spider Gremlin in front of him. But a vent opens, and we see Rambo Gizmo, headband and all, little makeshift flaming arrow, shoots yes. Spider Gremlin and kills it. Oh, it's just such a cool reveal of him, like, showing up, because he's finally, like, Rambo's my hero, and now, like, Rambo Gizmo saves the day. It's so cute. Yeah. Our whole crew who's on the inside is kind of all together, so we have Murray, Billy, Katie, and Marla all together right now, and I love where Katie starts telling another sad story, like the one in the first one, how her dad died in the chimney pretending to be santa claus and it's it's so random and out of place just like the first one but this one billy cuts off like we don't have time for this right now yeah we don't have time for your sad story (laughs) and so it's nighttime or so they think all the gremlins are prepared to go outside in the big city for the first time they're all in the lobby and they start going and brain gremlin is singing new york new york by frank sinatra and this this is my hi-ho moment from the first one, and I love it. Yeah. You wanna be a part of it. New York, New York. Yeah, this is which, great. Which I would say counts this as a uh, New Year's Eve movie. Oh, okay. I'm down for this. Like, if, like how they say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'm saying because they have that song in there, and I just think of like New Year's Eve when I hear that song. It's a New Year's Eve movie. Okay, I'm down. Lady Gremlin pops up. She's all done up like Marilyn Monroe. All the gremlins are going out on the town. They're excited. And they're just about to drop the curtains to fry them all. And a thunderstorm rolls in and no more sunlight. Which I was like, oh shit. Like, number one, no more sunlight. Number two, water. I thought they were all going to go out in New York City. Gremlins take Manhattan. Which, it's another thing. It's almost kind of like Jason takes Manhattan. Where it's like... Oh my god, this would be so... Imagine Gremlins running amok in all of New York City. But most of it takes place in this one building. They'd have to make another movie, because at this point in the movie, then they'd introduce New York? I'm like, we don't have the time for this. This is already a long movie, dude. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like three and a half hours long. (laughs) But it's Gremlins, too. Oh, yeah. That is another (laughs) thing I want to uh, bring up, is this is like an hour and 45 minute movie. Yeah, it is. It's a longer one. If they cut out some of like, the wacky gremlin stuff, they could have gotten it down to like a more like acceptable for me like runtime. But I had so much fun with the gremlin stuff they left in there. I'm like, I'm fine with it. 
they could have shaved off some of it, but not to the point that I'm holding it against them. You know what you know, I mean? It, there was nothing in there of the Gremlin stuff where I was like, well, I would lose that, you know? True. So their new plan, because that one isn't going to work, Murray starts spraying them all with a fire hose, but they don't give a fuck. They're just making new Gremlins. This is what they do anyway. And then Billy has Katie transfer the call from Mr. Clamp's office that's holding the electric Gremlin down to the lobby, and it electrocutes all the gremlins, and they all melt in green goo. Which is such a good idea. Like, especially for, like, a just quick backup idea, because I love Billy's, like, Dick Miller, uh, spray all those gremlins with the fire hose. And Dick Miller's like, are you sure? And he's like, yes, I have no time to explain. He's just kind of like, okay. And then it's like, God, I hope I'm, you know what you're doing, kid. Yeah, it does work, though. And it's, again, the melting effect is superb it's great it's really good like some like go straight to puddle others like you see the full skeletons come out of it it's really neat yeah i really enjoy this one again that's the end of it pretty much like because mr clamp with a leading like his own personal swat team i guess comes running in everything's already taken care of though so he makes fred an anchor on the spot yay fred he makes marla new head of public relations yay marla he makes Billy and Kate now in charge of creating his new project, which is going to be a replica of the town that they grew up in. Yeah, because he, like, finds his um, drawing of, like, his hometown, and he's like, I want to make a million of these! <laughs> yeah. Um, Clamp sees Gizmo and wants to market him. Let's see, I'm picturing suction cups in the back of car windows with this little guy hanging from them, which I have seen those. Oh, yeah, and it also, that just makes me think of those Garfield, like, stickums that like they would put on those car windows yeah i think maxwell has a porg one. Oh, i bet you he does and yeah. his nine inch nails car <laughs> and then billy's mean boss not marla the really mean one and lady gremlin have a wedding upstairs that at first he looks oh, terrified yeah. about and then he like kind of thinks it over and goes shrugs and you just see him slide down off camera and the end which I take as he fucked that gremlin. Oh, 100% he fucked that gremlin. Which uh, I want to now have, like, because there's been the rumors of, like, Gremlins 3 and what it might be for years. Have it just be, like, a couples thing. Almost like WandaVision was, like, all about couples and stuff. Of it's, yeah. like, Lady Gremlin and him. But it's, like, you know, <laughs> how many a, a number of years later. So now they have, like, weird, like, kill me, like, flipper kids and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. But, yeah, that's the end of it. If Man, if they did Gremlins 3, last year I could have swore like we were close to it, it seemed like. That's where I was finally starting to see the most stuff pop up about it, and then just crickets after that. Yeah, because I remember there was like, um, it was like Gremlins, like Legend of the Mogwise or something, and I think it was... That was a series they were talking about, yeah, but then they were also talking about Gremlins 3, and it just disappeared. But you know what? That new Texas Chainsaw was the same way. We were hearing about it forever, and then nothing for, like, months. And then all of a sudden, here's pictures, here's the trailer, here's the release date. Like, in a little over a month. So, okay. Yeah, which I really hope there is more Gremlin shit. Like, well, like, they just did Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, like, 80s nostalgia shit is still huge. Stranger Things is still huge. Why not? Yeah, there's still time. But, man, I really like this movie a lot. Throw Finn Wolfhard in there with uh, a gremlin, and you got the new generation. Exactly. Pick one of the Stranger Things kids, and that's how you redo your 80s movie. Yeah, I mean, it's been working for everyone else. Yeah. All right, you want to get to Count of the Dead? Yes. Oh, I'm interested to see where Count of the Dead has left us this week. All right, so the Throbbing with Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie and add it to our grand total of the deaths of every movie we've ever done. Last episode, we did Reanimator, left us with a Count of the Dead of 729. Where do you think Gremlins the New Batch left us? Like I said, the only out of all the chaos shit I counted was one, so that's all you need to worry about with that. Okay, because I know there's like Mr. Wing at the very beginning, he dies. Yeah. Then Christopher Lee dies. Yeah. Then there's that random one, like like you just said. I can't remember many deaths, really, in this movie. I'm going to go with three. Okay, so that would bring us to 732? Yeah, I'm guessing three. You got it. Two in a row! Good job! 
Holy shit. Because I was about to say four just to throw an extra one on there. Just like I have to be forgetting someone, but I'm glad I went with my brain. There you go. Yeah, it leaves us with a count of the dead of 732. Which there's so many other times I've been like off by like 30. So Yeah. You've you've been hitting it pretty well. Well, every week Greg does this count of the dead. Ah ah ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars or thumbs up or thumbs down. Because number one, uh, Joe Bob Briggs does stars and hail Joe Bob. Um, hail Joe Bob. And number two, Cisco and Eber did stars and thumbs up and thumbs down. And I hope that they get put into a paper shredder. Yeah, okay, yeah, and turn into green goop. Yes, which I've just recently discovered that your other co-host is a fan not only likes them is a fan of these people i i need to speak to this man about this where he's like i used to watch them all the time i'm like what the fuck well most people did their broadcast into everyone's living rooms back in the 80s and 90s so that makes sense yeah but shame on the other co-host of <laughs> keep positive but um i like to do my own rating system uh, one through ten, one being the worst, ten being the best, and I like to pick something from the movie to rate it. And I'm trying to think what would be good for this one. Ooh, uh, vials of like weird, like transformative chemicals. Okay, that works. Because that was like a big part of this movie, and like one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that's why I like I like this one getting all the different kinds of gremlins. So one, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, mad Vial. scientist, uh, changer thing, uh, the uh, Doctor <laughs> Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Is going to be like you drink it and it just kind of like makes you itchy. Okay. Like it does really nothing for you. You're like, oh, yes, this will make you extremely itchy. It's like, why did you make this? This is just like has no practical reason and it's just horrible. Okay. And number 10, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde formula, I would say would be like either like the brain gremlin or if like I could be like if it could make me grow, if I could be like six, five. I'd rather be great brain gremlin be six five. Yeah. I all new clothes and everything. Yeah, that's true. I like all my shirts. Yeah. So it would make me extremely like the smartest person alive. Okay. I had a lot of fun with Gremlins too. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, and it'll probably be a little while before I see it again, even though I had so much fun with it. So I'm thinking I'm gonna do six potions out of ten. Six potions out of ten? That's fair. I can see that. It's definitely worth watching. It's way, It's definitely above passing, but I don't see this being one where, like, like Reanimator, how I could watch that almost every day. I could see it being like, oh, okay, I'll watch this again today, Today, let's say, and I just watched it last night. I'd be like, okay, now I'm kind of bored with it. I could see that. I mean, I think I could watch this a lot, but I also like a lot of the dumb slapsticky stuff in it. I really like the different, like, takes on the gremlins in this one due to the potion vials and stuff bumped it up for me a little i still like the original more though yeah i landed at seven potion vials out of ten okay nice yeah like you said there's some interesting stuff they do in this one and like christopher lee shows up like hulk hogan randomly shows up out of nowhere (laughs) like i love the horror host and whatnot but it's just um and it's a like it's a ton of fun but yeah, I would say it would be at least a year probably before I would try to check it out again. Like, give yourself enough time to forget about most of it. My only thing is, I'll probably watch Gremlins pr- coming up soon since it's December, so who knows, maybe I'll just put it on again right after that. Oh yeah, that'd be an interesting to see how, like, watching them back-to-back, how that would be. Alright, so you want to hear about next episode? Yes, what are we doing next episode, Greg? Well... You know, next Friday will fall around this little holiday called Christmas. So our Christmas gift to all of you, bringing back the double feature for one week, like we did all of October. Yes, we thought like we were. Uh, Christmas is nowhere near as big as Halloween. Christmas is below like Arbor Day and shit. I but, mean, I don't agree, but okay. <laughs> but we had we thought it would be fun to do a double feature again. Because at this point, it's been a little while since we've done it. And honestly, we have fun doing them. Yeah, for sure. And instead of doing a whole Christmas month, we figured we'd just do a Christmas double feature. Right. So next, what would it be? It'll probably be Wednesday drop, and we're going to be doing Christmas Evil. Yes, which I'm extremely excited about. I think I watched it for the first time, like, last year, and I had a lot of fun with it. It'll be a first-time watch for me. I'm excited. 
Yeah, which I can't wait to see, like, because I haven't watched it again, of course, since last Christmas. So I'm excited to, like, watch it again for the podcast and then hear what you have to say as well. I'm completely blind going in. I legit know nothing about it except for I just checked to make sure it was streaming. And that's about all I know. It is streaming. So this will be interesting. I have no idea, but you told me it'll be a fun time. So I'm excited. Yeah, as of right now, it's streaming on Shudder. And, um... A Shudder also just added Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, uh, I'm sorry, 3, 4, and 5. I did see that. Which, if you haven't Sorry, people, that's not the next one. If if you think, oh, I know what the next one is. No. But but at some point, I do want to do part 3, because Bill Mosley's in it. Yeah, I do too. I probably won't do part 1, because we did part 2, which is pretty much part 1. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, that'll be next Wednesday for Christmas Eve. We'll see you guys then. Yeah. Um, make sure to uh, follow us on those, all the social medias. Just search Throbbing with Horror. We are most likely on there. Just look for our pumpkin emblem. Um, check out Greg on his other podcast, Geek Positive, which they just did a great um, concept episode that I listened to about, like, they have to pitch three movies almost like in a pitch, like an elevator pitch of, like, you have 30 seconds real quick. Tell me the movie. And it was a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, thank you, dude. But, yeah, unless you have anything else, man. No, that's about it. All right, well, uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope that Gremlins 2, the new batch, has left your brain throbbing with horror.